Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 188 of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you all for being here with me today. Here we have another hand from the $10,000 buy-in six-handed World Series of Poker event. We are finally in the money. So once you get in the money, very often players will loosen up significantly. You'll, they'll go from playing really tight trying to ensure they get in the money, assuming they are short or medium sacks, even some big sacks, and then they realize, okay, we're down to, I don't know, 27 people or 18 people or whatever it is. And they decide, all right, it's time to gamble. Let's try to win this tournament. And often that is not such a bad strategy because the payout jumps from, um, you know, on the bubble to getting in the money are often one and a half big blinds or two big blinds or one and a half buy-ins or two buy-ins. Whereas once you get in the money, let's say a minimum payout now is 18,000, the next payout jump may be six or nine players away. And it may be 22,000. So just a very tiny payout jump, like 0.4 buy-ins. So it's really important to get that 1.5 or 2 buy-in jump. And then it becomes not so important to get that 0.4 buy-in jump. So keeping that in mind, we need to be slightly more inclined to gamble. Um, however, when people are really blasting it, if you think you're going to have a decent amount of opportunities to gamble, you don't have to take every possible opportunity that arises. So don't don't assume that you just have to be blasting your stack in regardless of who you're against or how they're playing or your stack size or anything like that. Anyway, here we're against a player in the cutoff seat who raises. And this is a very loose, aggressive player, generally splashy. He's been quite lucky against me over the years. Um, we've had a few weekly poker hands where he's ruined my day. <laughs> and um, this hand's going to be no different. So here he raises to 27,000. A kid in the small blind calls, and I get pocket tens in the big blind. Uh, we could certainly call. I have no problem with calling. The real question, though, is can I re-raise and get the cutoff seat to lose his mind and shove with a lot of garbage? And from my experience with the player in the cutoff seat, he is really splashy and for whatever reason thinks that I never have anything. So given I have a giant stack of about 900,000 chips, I am one of the chip leaders in the tournament at the moment. This is a spot where if I play for a lot of chips and lose, it's not really the end of the world. So I'm going to go ahead and play for a lot of chips. In this scenario, the small blind also calls. I'm not so worried about the small blind. Um, if he back raises all in, I'm still just going to call. So I make it 100,000. He made it 27. He called. I made it 100. So a little bit less than a pot size re-raise. And now here we have it. Player in the cutoff seat decides to go all in. If now the small blind called, I would actually fold because now the small blind was clearly trapping and has a great hand. I mean, I could be against two ace-kings or maybe ace-queen and ace-king, but more often than not, I think the small blind is going to be trapping in that scenario, but he folds. And then it gets, gets back around to me. Don't re-raise in this spot and then fold. I mean, that is that is what a lot of people do in this scenario. They, they end up tricking themselves into thinking that they have somehow induced their opponent to play tightly. Like they think that I'm going to re-raise this guy because he's loose, but now that he has shoved all in, he simply must have a good hand. And that's just not true. I mean, you know your opponent's playing loose. You know he's playing aggressively. And you should be inclined to call off. The only time you can really justify that type of play is when you know your opponent will call your re-raise very loosely, but will only shove very tightly. And that just doesn't come up all that often. So anyway, we're going to call it off, and 
we're going to be flipping a lot of the time, but I think sometimes against this player, he's going to have hands that we dominate. And sure enough, this time he had pocket nines. And I actually flop a set, but that does not matter because we get to see five cards. And I lose because he ends up rivering a straight. Now, some people will look at this and think, oh man, you knew this player's lucky against you. Why would you play this big pot against him? And the real response to that, if we're not going to sugarcoat it, is that is an asinine thought process. People are not lucky against any other people. They may run hot over the short period of time, over a short period of time, or even a somewhat long period of time. But you have to realize, when I say this guy has been lucky against me, it's been maybe 10 pots over the course of my career, right? 10 pots is effectively no sample size. So I'm not worried about it. <laughs> and you have to realize that some people are going to naturally appear to be luckier than others against you just because you play with a lot of people and some people are going to run slightly hot against you. And that's okay. I mean, there are people who I have just crushed over our 10-hand sample and there are people who have crushed me over the ten their 10-hand sample. And it's not like this guy crushed me. I realized we demolished him because we got all the equity and good. And, you know, that's good. And that's how you win money in poker. So don't start being all superstitious and thinking that this guy's lucky against me, therefore I should alter my play. You should instead think, how do I continue printing equity? And sometimes you're going to win and sometimes you're going to lose. But um, as they say, it's unlucky to be superstitious, so don't do that. That's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. We'll be back next week. Uh, we have a few more hands left from this uh, $10,000 buy-in tournament, and then we'll move on to something else. Thanks for watching, and I'll talk to you next time.